but I don't want to take it like too like fucking like like oh you know like I'm fucking like, yeah 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 I got you I'm like cyber guy money bitch you know like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 17th episode of the Cast Settings Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is a show where I interview mathcore bands. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, and I have something going on in the background. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, off to a great start. Uh, if you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, I'll try my best to read them aloud. If you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this in your car, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. The show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at around 7 p.m. for the uh, live cast at twitch.tv slash the cast that ends creation. With all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest tonight who dropped their third album, I Will Destroy You, Myself, and Everything I've Ever Loved. Back in July, welcome in Corey Swope of Zombie Shark. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, yo. Thank you for having me. This is tight. Dude, hell yeah. I'm glad you could come on, man. Um, so you've been doing this for at least eight years from what I understand. Can you give us a brief history of the project? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, I just um, – I kind of like grew up like out in the middle of nowhere and uh, really wanted to like do music uh, along with like visual art stuff. And um, I kind of like grew up in an area where there wasn't like a whole lot of people like, like really doing a lot of band or like scene stuff. So um, I just, uh, well, I've always been like kind of like a fan of like, like Horse the Band and like I Am Error and like a lot of like older like Nintendo core bands and stuff that, that were around that time. So uh, I just started like messing around with like GarageBand and FL Studio and stuff, and uh, you know it was sort of like something that like I, I always just kind of like did on the side as just like a fun like kind of like goofy project. Like I I kind of knew that I wanted it to be like like Nintendo Core and like Cybergrind like within that realm and stuff. And then um, I don't know, I just kind of like kept doing it, and like eventually like people started fucking with it, which was cool, and. Um, now it's just like uh, it's just kind of like here, and still still doing it, still cranking out songs, and I feel like um, even after like eight and a half years, like of, of just kind of like fucking around, I feel like shit's like just starting to get good, and um, yeah, it's it's cool. <laughs> so it did start eight years ago, then. Yeah, about actually, it might even be closer to ten. I think I think the ten years coming up, like like uh next year i think but i don't know it's sort of hard to say because like a lot of the stuff was just like so goofy and just like dumb <laughs> high schooler like shit you know like so i feel like uh i feel like it really didn't get like super serious a little bit up until like the digital c like back in like 2017 um so i think like all the moments like leading up to that like like uh, we're, we're kind of just like, you know, a fun, like experimental kind of time, you know? Yeah, I, I got you. I was actually going to bring that up later on, but since you brought it up, it seems like there was a big uh, production change going into uh, the digital C. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of the Cybergrind stuff, the machine gun drums and stuff. It, it just oh, kind of wears on me, you know? And a lot of them have, like, bad production, which, you know, I understand you're, like, alone in your bedroom or whatever. But uh, on the digital C, it started to sound like uh, a 
it had a really good production, really good production value yeah. to it. And yeah, uh, yeah so w- what was what uh, was different about that one? Like, why is it? Why does it sound so much better? Um, mainly because uh, my friend uh, uh, Jeff Brown, um, he uh, plays guitar in uh, my other friend's band, uh, Sun Like Wolves. Um, you might have seen like uh, me share some of their artwork, like on my Facebook and stuff. Um, yeah, I have. They're uh, they're like a metalcore, like post-hardcore band. Uh, they've they've pretty much been like my closest friends since like high school. Um, pretty much like the people that like really like pushed me to to pursue zombie sharks seriously and stuff. And um, my friend Jeff, who plays guitar in it. Um, he was he was familiar with Zombie Shark for like a really long time, and we had kind of like joked about it for a while. Just you know, I was saying to him, I was like, "Hey, you know, like I would love for you to like, you know, help me like produce, you know, like a like some new Zombie Shark material and everything." So um, eventually, he was like he was like super down for it and everything, and he had like way better like music and production sensibilities than like I ever did. So um, he uh, he took over like a lot of like like the song structuring uh in like digital c and stuff and like it was it was definitely way more of like a collaborative like effort from like the both of us but i was just super stoked with the way that like um his production was sounding at the time and stuff and he had just gotten like a brand new seven string and everything so um yeah we worked on that for for a couple years uh, and and put it out, and that was kind of like the turning point where you know it was it's, it's like how I said before you know it was like it was like things like started to get like serious from there and like you know even when we were doing that like uh, we put it out and I wasn't even like really like I was still kind of in the headspace of like oh yeah this is just like some fun like high school fucking thing uh, and then like people really started to like fuck with it like a lot more than i thought they were going to and uh yeah from from there um you know i wanted to like kind of pursue it as like a real like um legitimate like like music like like project or band uh kind of deal um jeff eventually uh just he ended up just like getting a lot busier like with his job and everything like we still talk and everything like he's we're super chill um, he just like ended up like uh, getting like a really like solid job and uh, just like he just he still does music like he still writes for like a set like wolves and stuff but I don't think he really does like a lot of like their touring or like show playing stuff like it's more just like a I guess like an outlet for him to like create and stuff which is totally cool yeah he's trying to be a responsible adult unlike us yeah <laughs> yeah, he, yeah for some fucking reason he doesn't want to be in a fucking nintendo core band i'm like dude you're missing a great opportunity right now <laughs> take, your, take your it management job and and get the fuck out of here dude pick up the game boy pick up the eight string dude like <laughs> this is where the money's at trust me <laughs> uh bpxo wants to know how many horses do you own um, I have, I have two here and then I think maybe, maybe like three or so on the back. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say probably about like, like at least like five or six horses. Um, I don't actually own these horses in the background. I, I just rented them for tonight. So I, I only own about like five or six. <laughs> so uh how did you come up with zombie shark is it because of that scene in the movie zombie where the zombie's fighting the shark 
Yeah. Okay. I yeah, <laughs> easy pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy. Uh, you win. I'll send you a free t-shirt in the mail. Let's <laughs> try. Uh, yeah. Uh, just just from like the dumb the the dumb movie, and then like I don't know. I just wanted it to be like super MySpacey and like arsonist at all the girlsy kind of kind of wackiness. So I just like saw the scene, thought it was dope, and just like all caps with the exclamation point. And, yeah, <laughs> I love that uh, lettering. By the way, all caps and exclamation point. That that's awesome. It's, it's so oh, nice. Yeah. Those faces, all caps, exclamation points. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think looking back on it now, um, after all these years, my biggest regret is maybe not putting more exclamation points at the end of the at the end of the name. <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, little like, X's well, on the ends and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Facebook won't let me change it to like how it's really supposed to be. So like people like think that it's supposed to be like the boring like two word. Like, Dude, I thought that you might have like changed it and we're trying to be like more serious or something. And I was oh, like, why no. did he change it? Okay, no, <laughs> no, it won't. It won't let me do it. Like even even though like I actively post on it and like it's got people that regularly like the page like during the week. It won't let me do it. It says it's false advertising. I don't have a good enough reason to explain <laughs> why it should be all caps with like exclamation points. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, that was not my doing. If anybody's curious about that, that Dude, was that's not. that's so weird. You'd think they would let you edit that. That's so odd. No, Facebook just fucking hates me. <laughs> they want to see me suffer and that's fine. Mark Zuckerberg just got sued today too. I just saw that right before I did this. Dude, I, I just saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to actually read it or whatever, but that's fucking crazy, man. I was like, "What would you get, motherfucker? Maybe, maybe if you would have like let me change my name, I would have had more sympathy and fought for you." But nope. Yeah, could have thrown the uh, cyber grind bucks behind him, but now he's lost out. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck that shit. All my fuck Mark Zuckerberg. All my homies hate Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> So Noisebird wants to know what the uh, best flavor of monster is. I am a sick, sick, disgusting piece of shit and love nothing more than ice cold classic green monster. It's really fucking fucked up, but I kind of like the burn that it has. When uh when I shot the Hellworld music video and poured one over my face, it actually like like I feel like I got like light chemical burn on my like face from it. Like <laughs> if you ever poured monster on any part of your body, it like it tingles and like actually burns. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I love that one and then um Monster Zero, just like the the white can and everything, like that that shit's nice. Like like the can itself, the design is super nice, like it's all like embossed or fucking whatever on it and shit like those hit too they gotta be like ice cold though <laughs> bpxo says he knows a guy that peed green because he drank only monster it's fucking gross man <laughs> I, i'm envious i don't know if i'm like peeing green because i'm dehydrated from drinking so much monster or if it's just i'm pissing actual monster i like to think <laughs> not my crippling health that's, uh, that's happening and just like to think it's way cooler than that even though i probably like am dying <laughs> so uh you've been working with a couple of people on this project uh you mentioned jeff what are the some of the other people that you've worked with like throughout the years um just uh there used to be like one other uh person uh in zombie shark uh my old friend uh ryan bucks uh he was like my old like high school friend um he was on he's on pretty much like all of like the old shit like 
everything from like sinking ship to bridge burner to all the splits and like compilation stuff. Um, same deal. Uh, we just kind of like went our own ways, like uh, in high school and stuff. Cause like I, I was, uh, I went to college, like, um, well, I grew up like in outer like Reading, fucking nowhere. And uh, when I went to when I started going to school, like I went to uh, Delaware College of Art and Design. So I was pretty much leaving. He was like staying home, um, and uh, and pretty much just like pursuing his own shit and whatever. And it's cool. I don't really like talk to him nearly as much as Jeff. Um, but yeah. So then, uh, so then, yeah. It was it was Ryan. Uh, and then, um, Jeff with a digital C and then I didn't really have like anyone, uh, after that until, um, Sam and I started hanging out a little bit more and like realized we kind of had like the similar interests in like metal and like metal production. And like, we, we liked a lot of the same bands and shit. And, um, I'm pretty sure we were like, uh, drunk at a car bomb show and uh, just completely uh, synchronized our fucking brain energy over how great Carbomb is. And then I showed him, like, Zombie Shark and some of the new shit I was writing. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, uh, rest, is, rest is history with that. Uh, probably going to continue to work with Sam and stuff, like, on the future. Like, we already got, like, uh, some new shit in the works and stuff, so... Cool. Hell yeah, man! I was kind of wondering if you were gonna get something out, something new out uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, so Sam and I already started working on um, a new single. Uh, since Digital C, I, I have um, probably uh, probably like at least like twenty or so like demos that are all kind of like in various stages and stuff, but I finally just finished like one that I think is like going to be like a pretty decent single. Um, I'm in no like huge rush to like get music out because like, I don't know. I mean, not being able to like play shows or tour or anything this year, like fucking sucks. And I had like, I was planning like so much like fucking touring for this year with like the, with the, uh, I will destroy you being out and everything. So, I don't know. Uh, the new single, though, like, we're probably going to probably gonna have to, like, put it out, like, by, like, spring or, like, early summer next year. And then maybe do, like, a five or six song EP uh, towards the end of next year. If not, like, very beginning of, like, 2022. Oh, shit. You heard it first here, chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, it's sort of weird. I guess I guess I haven't really been like talking a whole lot about like uh some like newer material stuff cuz like I don't know, I'm still like kind of enjoying like uh everything from like I will destroy you and and whatever and I don't want to just be like I don't want to just like be like all right, well, you know, like fuck everything this year like it's got to start writing some new shit, but I know I'm going to have to like fucking do it eventually, so so uh you bring together a bunch of different genres and styles everything from the glitchy heavy ass breakdowns to like these epic cleans and that are happening uh what are your influences what makes you do this stuff um besides monster yeah yeah monster monster and uh my like the brain corrosion that comes with it um uh 
No, I, I don't know. Like, I've always been, like, super, like, interested. Like, like if a band, like, has any kind of, like, electronic element whatsoever, I'm, I'm like, there. Like, I've always just been, like, naturally, like, obsessed with, like, keyboardists and bands. Like, whether it was, like, you know, like, Attack Attack or Devil Wears Prada or, like, you know, Dr. Ocula and um, like, Design the Skyline and shit. Like, like I don't know. Uh, like, even, like, bands, like, like, like that whole like really weird fucking era of like Victory Records where they signed like Christ like like these hearts like Design the Skyline and Bunny the Bear like all in the same fucking summer or some shit or like like whenever the fuck they did that like everybody hated that shit but I was so fucking in love with like the idea that there were like all of these like super like fucked up weird ass bands that were like coming out that were like totally against like everything that like victory had like put out thus far. Like, like victory, like always had like, like cool, like, like scene, like scene bands, like, 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 I don't know. They all had like, like really kind of like that cartoon imagery and shit, but like there was no bands that really kind of like sounded like how that imagery looked in a weird way. And I feel like that was like, finally when they like put it out where it was like, okay, like these are all like weird bands that all have weird merch that are all like super fucking like doing their own thing, you know? And like, they're all super polarizing and like most, like some people love it. Some people like hate it. And it's, it's cool to me like that. It's like a a huge, like kind of like controversial, like kind of thing, you know, but um, yeah, I was always just like super invested in like a, like electronic core and like any kind of like stuff like that. Like, Sky Eats Airplane, uh, Everything Perfect on the Wrong Day is still, like, one of my favorite fucking albums of all time. Like, I still think that album is fucking brilliant from start to finish. Uh, And, uh, you know, I don't know. I I was super into that. And then, like, I was always, like, kind of, like, doing, like, you know, I was doing, like, uh, like, Zombie Shark and, like, Nintendo Core stuff and, you know, listening to, like, Horse the Band and, like, I Am Air, like, Arsonist Get All the Girls. Like, all those bands, like, just, like, had such a colorful, like, kind of, like, aura and everything. And, like, I also think it's, like, something that, that like, hasn't really been replicated completely yet, like, in a way where, like, it's it, it's just, it, it stands out in time as, like, its own weird like kind of like piece of history and stuff, you know? And I, and I feel like all of those scene bands and like, even just like the stuff that I do with like, like doing like cartoon monster merch, you know, is such a, a specific era that, you know, like it's just so perfect to me. And like, I don't know, like I've always just kind of like been like super, like just invested like in, in that shit. Like anything with like keyboards and electronics. Mm-hmm. I'm just. Like, it's yeah. wild how that stuff just like appeared out of nowhere and then like disappeared and like, what six yeah. years and i mean it, it's understandable too because like a lot of that stuff like to most people like is is bad and tasteless and like shitty and like forced and and i guess you know like there's yeah, some people, people though, right <laughs> oh yeah dude, like, this motherfuckers like just don't have like a sense of humor you know and just want the same like meat and potatoes fucking caveman riffs and and fucking whatever and that's just just so fucking boring you know but it's it's crazy to me that it's just it's just weird like when you think about like and I think it's just because those bands were, like, new and, like, nobody was really doing that kind of shit. Like, it's weird to think, like, how big, like, um, like, like, Arsonist Get All the Girls were, like, for a fucking time, you know? And then it's, like, going back and, like, re-listening to, like, Hits from the Bow and, like, Game of Life. Like, it's just so fucking weird, you know? It's, like, so weird. It's, like, it's, like who the fuck, like, was, like, writing this? And, like, I forget who I, who I was watching. Um, 
I forget what, what channel did it, but they did a podcast with like heavy, heavy Lolo and shit. And like, I was just kind of like looking oh, back at I, like, I forget what it's called, but I was just listening to it the other day. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's just like it was just like was so crazy to me like how big like like a band like heavy heavy low low was for just how fucking weird and polarizing they were like my buddy has like a fucking show flyer where they would like opened up for like dillinger escape plan like on a fucking tour for like irie works and shit and it's just like it's like just it's just so cool you know it's because it's just so different and just so like unreplaceable or like unlike like you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's all that shit is just like super fucking inspiring to me. I, I don't even know if I can even like explain it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just yeah, I'm I got just, you, like, man. Like they're just doing shit that hadn't been done before, and you don't see that kind of creativity now, like in the limelight. Now it's yeah, it's bands that all sound the same. You know, like uh, I've heard from a couple of people now that labels will pass them up because they're not like trendy enough. You know what I mean? And like eventually we're gonna be the trendy shit again you know what i mean it's gonna come back around you know so like, oh yeah <laughs> like yeah and and i mean i guess i guess like <laughs> at, at least now i mean it's cool to see like there's there's bands that are finally like doing like like weirdo like super expressive shit like like sound ends creation for example you know like like and i feel like us and like all the other homies like uh like James from like Blind Equation, like Codex and uh, like Mikau, like, you know, it's cool that like bands and projects like us are, are finally kind of like getting some recognition and stuff, you know, because I mean, it, it is a lot for like labels and like people to like take a chance on like something that might like be against the grain or, or like whatever. But I just feel like at, at the state of like how like like pop and like hip hop is now and everything like i feel like there's no reason for metal to to no longer be stuck in such um in such a fucking like cookie cutter route you know like there's so many like fucking like metal acts uh well not metal acts but just like artists in general that are really like going against the grain and like really like doing like some new like interesting shit you know, I, I just feel like pigeonholing yourself into like, oh, we're just like a fucking deathcore band, you know, like fucking whatever. Like if that shit's like for fun, like I totally get it. But like, you know, if you're really trying to like be serious about it and like, you know, I mean, it's just it's just there's there's a place for it, too. Like I'm totally like biased about it, too. But I just think that shit's like fucking boring. You know, <laughs> like, it, could be, it could just be like so much more cooler shit that people could could be like creating. You know, it's like how many times are we going to hear the same like like C sharp fucking breakdown half time fucking one BPM fucking thing. You know what I mean? And then like, you slow it down like five seconds later, like next time you go. Yeah, put some like down. fucking like party synths or like some fucking EDM air horns like over that shit or something <laughs> or like, some, like clown horns or car crash samples or something. I don't know. <laughs> like like some something could be cooler with, with that shit, you know? Like I always try to like keep that in mind like with writing and stuff. Like I don't know. It's it's cool to be fucking different and cool to be yourself, you know. I don't know. More people should should fucking listen to that shit. <laughs> right? And we are getting a little bit more uh or bands in the scene are getting a little bit more uh uh I guess success like uh the Callous Dow Boys and freaking uh Gift from God and Meth and stuff so yeah. like this stuff's starting to, you know, be up like starting to get to the next level, you know. So uh 
like I was saying, man, eventually we're going to be like the top shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope. <laughs> Fucking uh, Simpson cool. breakdowns all day, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, so what's your writing process like? How do you go from yeah. nothing to a song? Uh, I don't. I don't know, honestly, like, um, I don't know. I kind of like, I, I have like no real kind of like musical, like training when it comes to, to that kind of stuff at all. So I kind of like, like see song structures as shapes, which is kind of weird. Like, like when I hear like a song, like, or certain song structures, like it's, I kind of like see it as like sections that are like shapes you know and like sometimes like i'll even look at like uh like waveforms of songs and shit like sometimes like i'll just like uh upload a song or something that i really like and like see the waveform and like see how the the shapes look like in it so like i don't know i kind of like try and like picture structurally like how it is because and i think it's just because like i i use like um fl studio uh, for, for like my demo writing kind of stuff. So, and like FL studio is like very blocky and like shapey and like, uh, lots of colors and everything. So like, I feel like I can kind of like color coordinate and like structure, like build, like make, make the song like, like Legos, you know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of like build it from like there. And, um, but most times like it'll start like, like with like a fucking like blast beat or something, you know, and then like maybe like maybe it's like a really like noisy chaotic part and then it'll go into like a drum and bass part and then like, you know, maybe like a super impossible synchronized like breakdown kind of stuff, you know, like I don't really have like any kind of like root kind of like process, like I'll just kind of open shit up and just see what's good. And then like, I'll take it to Sam and make it his burden to try and figure out how to (laughs) fucking make, make the guitar fucking, uh, or make Sam like play a riff at like 300 BPM or something, (laughs) hold him against his will and force him to fucking (laughs) write shit. (laughs) That's interesting that you say you see it in like, like, uh, like shapes or whatever. I, I don't quite understand what you mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it sounds stupid as shit. Like, I don't know. It's it, like I'm not like a like a decent uh, musician by any stretch. Probably not at all. But like, I don't know. Dude, don't get I, down I on yourself, man. You're great. So, well, sometimes like like I don't know. Like, it's it's a lot harder now because like a lot like at least for like, I will destroy you was definitely like 100% like that process. But I think like working with Sam, like so much, like on production stuff has like definitely taught me like a little bit more about like how to like compose and like write and stuff. And definitely taking like guitar, like writing, like, like definitely like a little bit more serious. Like, like sometimes it'll just be like weird things too. Like, I don't know. I like, I like, doing like like writing music or like making music in like really kind of weird like unconventional ways too like sometimes like i'll get sam to like just write like a riff out like like something like small and then like i'll take it and then like you know pick it apart and like chop and screw it and then like maybe like 
add some other like synth kind of stuff and like like do like weird little like remixes of um of of stuff you know like like we've done that like in the past and everything and like that tends to help out like sometimes so if there's any kind of like like weirdo like kind of ways about like going about like writing stuff you know like i'm i'm all there you know like when it comes to like experimenting with it like i just want to like take it as far as like as it can go, even if it's like really ridiculous and like totally cursed and taboo, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, what's the recording process like? Recording wise, is is pretty simple. Like once once like I have like a demo completely written. Um, and I was telling you about this like a little bit before we started, but yeah, like I'll, I'll like finish a demo and stuff like after all the chaos of like fucking writing it is like done. Um, I'll send it to Sam and Sam pretty much like, like handles like, like guitar and bass, uh, as well as like, like mixing and, uh, mixing and mastering and stuff too. Um, all, like pretty much like all the synth stuff you hear like like stays like pretty uh, exactly the same as like how it is like demo stages like it's just like Sam's just like a way is is a fucking professional at you know mixing and, and mastering and like everything so I'll pretty much like give, like I can't play like instruments to like save my fucking life and uh, outside of like synthesizers and like electronics and stuff like like you hand me a fucking guitar like it's just that's nothing, dude. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, like, I can't like, even, what like... What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I kind of, like, come up with, like, riff ideas, um, like, ideas of it, and, like, like outside of, like, ridiculous, like, glitched-out breakdowns and stuff like that, like, that stays pretty relatively the same, but I'll, like, present Sam, like, something, and then, like, we'll find the key on it, and then... Um, will write uh like he'll he'll interpret interpret the guitar riffs and stuff and then like sometimes i'll um i'll uh just like have him like maybe change up the riff or something or if he's got like a better idea for like a riff that might sound better than like what i had originally kind of keyed out like we'll just go with that and like try and explore like um like different different ideas and like different like plugins and like everything. Like it's, it's cool because it's like super experimental. Like Sam doesn't really like Sam's never really done like any kind of like metal oriented kind of stuff until we started working together on it. And like when it comes to like experimenting with music, like I'm, I'm totally like 100% down to like, you know, work with people and like have, you know, take something that, you know, like I might think is sick and then like do other stuff to it to like make it sicker. And it's, it's really like a full on, like kind of collaboration, like between us, like working together, like he'll, we'll like, you know, maybe sometimes we're hanging out and, and we'll find, you know, just like weirdo plugins or, or something weird. Like, like for, I will destroy you. Like, um, we used uh, Mick Gordon's uh, plugin that he used for like the first uh, Doom game, where uh, I forget what what it's called. I gotta ask Sam again, but it's like this thing where it's like you can merge like samples like into the guitar tone, and uh, we used like like chainsaw samples and like fucking like people screaming and shit like into the uh, merged it into the guitar tone. It's almost like completely. Really? Uh, noticeable but it gives it like a weird like 
overall tone to it that's like completely unique and like most people would probably think it like sounds like horrible and shitty but i feel like i don't know it just it it works out like way sicker huh so like when i was listening to it i could like there's some parts that seem like the guitar is like kind of buried but it's just because he's using these weird ass uh uh filters and stuff on it then yeah um yeah uh, yeah uh yeah it's super it's super crazy like some some stuff is like uh yeah i don't know it's it's cool like i think i think now like like our current writing process and everything because he's definitely like upgraded like almost everything he's had like since like the album like came out like even maybe a little bit before then this year like he started um he started uh buying like tons of new equipment and everything like he just bought like a like a strandberg like eight string guitar and stuff and like bought like new monitors and completely like redid his whole like kind of setup so it's definitely like a lot smoother than than it was before and i think like mixing and everything on new album is going to be or or, like new projects like in the future and stuff are going to be like really really fucking crazy oh that's Um, sick man getting all professional on us (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know maybe not <laughs> i don't know dude i i don't i try to like have a lot of fun with it and everything like i don't I, the day that i start like getting boring with this fucking project and being like oh like like oh this like it needs like new strings on the blah, 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 and, like my production like just blah, like like the moment it starts getting like that it's dead you know like i, I don't like I'm not even I'm not even trying to entertain that, you know. So there will, there will be plenty of like cursed plugins to go into it. I'm gonna make sure that <laughs> I'm gonna force Sam to experiment against as well. <laughs> so you were talking about getting Sam to like change up riffs and stuff. Uh, I recently interviewed Focus Rights and John Odessa, who's their vocalist, says that he would scream into like his phone and tell his guitarist to write stuff like that. Do you, yeah. how many of those kinds of messages have you sent to Sam? <laughs> not not too many because i just go over to his house and just scream into phones and oh, okay, do, all, I do all that weird shit like in person in front of him and just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even waste time uh trying to like text or message or anything i'll just i'll just walk i have a key to his house i'll just go in there and just start screaming <laughs> at him in the sleep or something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i don't know it's cool like um yeah and i think i think sam is kind of like on board with like some of the weirdo shit because like he uh like he he was into like bands like like car bomb and like definitely like mashuga and like definitely like he's definitely more like into like prog uh progier kind of stuff but um he'd never really like fucked with like like i wrestled the bear once or like duck duck goose or like any kind of those other bands i I have no idea why but uh, (laughs) i just started like bombarding him with like a lot of like older kind of like seminal mathcore releases and other kind of like weirdo albums and stuff and he was actually like super into it so like uh i think i think he might even be like more excited about like doing like kind of kind of weird shit on the newer stuff than than i am even but that's like the kind of energy that i need like i want it to be crazy and fucking weird and unlike anything else you know <laughs> uh i believe it was bx or bpxo was asking i can't find the thing now but he was asking what uh non-metal influences you had like what kind of Not like really, EDM influences and stuff? Yeah, um, I would say like probably like 
my favorite artist of like all time uh, is definitely uh, One O Tricks Point Never. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, his uh, is his name's Daniel Lopatin, and um, I've been a huge follower of One O Tricks since um, like back, like even as far as like Replica, like maybe like mid two thousands about. Um, he kind of, uh, was like the, I don't know. He, he was kind of like got memed into like being like, like the, the, like false, like godfather of like vaporwave essentially. And, uh, which I do love like a lot of like vaporwave acts and stuff. Um, but one of tricks point never, as far as like somebody who's like purely like an electronic producer, um, between him and like Aphex twin and like Tim Hecker, um, a lot of those artists like had like a pretty huge like influence with me, which is sort of weird because I kind of like, I grew up like, like super fucking scene and then like really started to like get into like electronica and stuff. And like, um, you know, labels like warp and like, uh, at least in like high school, like ghostly international and stuff, because they were doing tons of collaborations with like adult swim that I was like super into. So, um, you know, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying too about like, you know, I've always been, I've always had this like weird obsession with like synthesizers and um, in like metal bands and stuff like that. So I feel like that kind of like obsession, like influenced like a lot of like EDM and electronica and stuff for me. But uh, if I had to pick like one like artist and even above like metal, like, like favorite, just artists, like as, as a person and somebody that I fucking you know, a door would definitely be like one of tricks point never. You should definitely check him out if you haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I have no idea. I never even heard of him before. <laughs> yeah. If you're into like super like weird, like dystopian, like pseudo eighties, nineties, nostalgia mixed with just chaos and just otherworldly shit. Like, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to say like, there's, there's very few artists that I can listen to that I can like genuinely say like takes me to like a different place or like, like really puts me into like their own world, like musically, um, like, like very few artists like really take me to like that kind of level of like, like, wow. Like I am like really moved by like, like takes you to a whole other planet or whatever. Yeah, and his stuff is very otherworldly, and a lot of it's, like, super depressing, too. Like, a lot of it is, like, really fucking, like, dark and, like, like depressing in, like, a weird, like, weird kind of way. Like, I don't know. There's certain songs that just make me feel like I have this, like, weird, like, nostalgia or, like, mourning for something that I, like, never had, you know, like, kind of deal. But uh, listen to his album, uh, Garden of Delete. Uh, I would absolutely, that's definitely like more of like an entry album. I think it's definitely not as like out there as like some of, uh, some of his other works. Um, but I feel like it's like a starter album to like, kind of get what the dude's like all about. Like I would, I couldn't recommend garden of delete more. That's probably like one of my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> I'll have to check that out, man. Um, so you're talking about, uh, his lyrical, his lyrics being depressing, Bro, your lyrics are super depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, they are. Do do you have, like, some sort of lyrical inspiration? Like, is it inspired by the way he was writing, or is it just, like, stuff that's in your head? (laughs) Well, a lot of of One of Tricks' music actually doesn't, like, even have lyrics, which, like, is even more, like, 
like kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. Like he just released like a new album uh, a couple months ago called magic OPN. And it's like, he's been like experimenting with like doing vocals a lot more like in his music and shit. And like on this one, like definitely like, like the last song on the, on the album, um, nothing special. Like he sings on it and Jesus fucking Christ. Like the lyrics are just so, so fucking just like brutal and just such a fucking statement on like how the fucking world is, or just like a statement on the perspective of just like somebody normal living through like the decay of like everything they loved, you know, like kind of deal like, um, just super, you know, just fucking like soul crushing shit. I actually got, got to watch like how much I listened to uh, that song because like it, it really fucking like when I talk about like songs that like take you to a place, like, like it's like there, you know, like, like that is like the peak one, but yeah, like, I don't know, like a lot of the lyrical themes and stuff, like, I, I don't know. I know it's like super like corny because it's like a Nintendo core band and like, Ideally, I feel like the perfect, like, kind of, like, cyber grind band is, like, one that, like, can completely not take itself seriously and have, like, fun, but, like, not corny, like, kind of lyrics and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like I was kind of, like, doing that for, like, a while with Zombie Shark and stuff. And, like, during the process of I Will Destroy You, um, like, the writing process of it was, um, like, a pretty fucking terrible time in my life. Uh, Just, like as a lot of self-realization kind of like came into place, like during the writing process of that, um, lots of like really heavy shit was kind of like going on. So I kind of like wrote it from like a concept of, of a personal diary of just kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. I have a tendency to like overthink and like over, overdo shit a lot. And like, it was kind of like, a a recalling of just like my fucking headspace for like the last like two years like prior and um i don't know i just like i really wanted it to just kind of like be like a really serious album and you know which kind of like ended up being like a whole moniker for like the whole project and everything and and i kind of like it because like i don't know i never want to like take it to a point where it's like so edgy that it's like corny kind of kind of shit like i feel like there's like a fine line between like, I don't know, I'm probably overthinking again, but I, I feel like you're, there might be like a fine line between like like what's like genuinely like like am I being real about this or am I like being like over the top or like dramatic about it? And I think I just kind of wanted to write like a really serious take from just a- everything that was like fucking going on and shit, you know. And hence the title, "I will destroy you myself and everything I've ever loved." <laughs> That's such a sick title. Like way, corny, like, maybe maybe I was a little little too dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that is fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Bro is really going through it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on a lighter note, uh, Holly wants yeah. to know how you dress your hot dogs. How I dress my hot dogs? Yeah, she's got some sort of uh, obsession with hot dogs. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> oh shit! Um, how I dress my hot dogs? Um, uh, like chili cheese, like for sure, because I'm fucking ratchet. Like, uh, yeah, like definitely chili cheese. There's this fucking new hot dog place in Philly right now that's fucking sick. Um, I just ordered from them like a couple nights ago, but they like serve 
like fucking hot dogs like on texas toast and shit and then just (laughs) yeah it's fucking crazy like i don't know what kind of fucking crazy bread they're using for it but um there's just like the biggest pieces of fucking bread i've ever seen in my life and then they just like load that shit up with like chili cheese and shit and it's not like like gross chili cheese where you know like it maybe it's diarrhea maybe it's chili like this is like some real fucking chili like you know that shit when you open the fucking box like (laughs) uh yeah chili chili cheese like all the way um otherwise i'm like eating hot dogs out of the fucking t-shirt cannon at the fucking link stadium uh with fucking mustard and relish on that shit Uh, dude that's that's how i like my hot dogs man (laughs) so the sandwich you're talking about it's it's like a piece of bread with like three hot dogs on it or something and then like chili no no just just one hot dog with like massive fucking bread that can just like hold everything oh so it's a big ass bun yeah big ass okay i was picturing like a sandwich yeah oh no no just like like it's like they specialize in just selling hot dogs like insane fucking hot dogs and I was kind of I was kind of a bitch earlier, honestly, on it because like I just got the chili cheese on it, not knowing like the size of the hot dog nor the size of the bun. And like, damn, like I don't know. There's some like crazy fucking options like on that. Like you can put like fucking chili and Doritos and fucking all sorts of like crazy shit on it. So I think like next time I'm just gonna have to like really lose myself on a. Uh, Grubhub and fucking fucking <laughs> order something crazy because it's massive. Yeah, like I feel like I could have gotten like way more chili on it. Like I was gonna get the extra chili option, but then I didn't. And now I'm now I sit here with tons of regret. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but but they're like it's probably some of the biggest like like hot dogs bun to dog ratio I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dude, <that's> crazy, man. <laughs> So, I honestly never heard of you before this release, and now your music is, like, blowing up like crazy, man. You got mentioned by the freaking Needle Drop. Holy shit. And your Spotify rap is, like, super impressive, man. What changed with this? Like, what the hell happened, dude? <laughs> um, I I wish I knew. Like, I, I believe me. I mean, this whole thing kind of comes as, like, a total shock uh, for me, too. Like, I... I don't know. I mean, like, it it was kind of crazy because, like, during, like, 2017, um, when when Digital C came out, uh, you know, and like I said, again, you know, like, it it was kind of, like, taking it a little bit more seriously. Like, I was just playing, like, a shitload of shows, like, in Philly, like, all over the place. Like, every single show that, like, I could get on to. And um, a lot of the shows were, like, put on by my friends. And, like, I started meeting, like, really... Uh oh, Corey and Mara from Thought oh. Crime. Okay, we lost um, you for a second. You, oh, you're good now. Oh. Okay, yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on fucking Mick Wi-Fi right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, I just I started like playing a ton of shows in Philly. Uh, met some like really good friends, like uh, my friend Dave from Hallucinogenic Bulb is. Uh, fucking amazing uh mara from uh thought crime uh mara also has like tons of musical projects out like she's really fucking insanely talented uh i just met like a tons of like really like cool people and because i was like doing like art like in the scene and stuff and i was kind of like doing like art for bands um 
a lot longer than I was even doing like Zombie Shark for. Like I've been like doing you know like album covers for like friends band since as far back as like 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 seventh to eighth grade high school and stuff you know and um so i guess it's like a, a lot of like i don't know i and i didn't even like really share the album a lot like that was kind of like the crazy thing about it like i had digital c out which was like okay but um like i i just i don't know i guess i guess i'd maybe maybe built up the hype like a little bit more than <laughs> what i thought i was doing because I, I don't know like uh and then it came out and then you know the the day I dropped it and was just like selling out of fucking merch and everything, I was like so fucking blown away by it. Like even even as far as like the the vinyl and stuff, which like sold insanely well. Like I still like don't know how that happened, and I don't know. I feel like I like. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know. Like like it's just it, it was just really fucking tight. And I'm super fucking appreciative of like everybody who who like listened to the album because like I was pretty much writing this thing like expecting that this was going to be like my farewell from like doing music entirely and shit. Oh you know? shit! Like, don't was, do that, man. I was writing this with Sam and I, you know, we were kind of like talking about it, and I was like, yeah, you know, like I kind of don't really want to like fucking do this like anymore because or at least like Zombie Shark specifically because like it took me so long to like find somebody to help me like produce, you know, who wasn't going to like completely like take over my songs and stuff because like in between like Jeff leaving, like I was like really like looking hard for somebody to help me write and stuff. And I had had a couple friends or just people that I knew that, that were interested in it, but like they, they wanted to have way more control over the songs and like, didn't really trust like what I was making for I will destroy you and thought it was fucking stupid and like, you know, wanted to make it more dude. It's, it's crazy. Yo, like people really thought it was fucking dumb, you know? So I was like super beat up over it. And then like Sam and I started writing and I was like super inspired by it. But then I was like, yeah, man, like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I love this fucking album to death, but like, you know, I, I'm not expecting anybody to like really kind of like give a shit, you know, or, or fucking whatever. And, um, holy shit, I was fucking completely wrong and uh, just super fucking humbled by it and, like, super fucking appreciative of it. I mean, there's so, so much fucking pain and <laughs> agony and shit that, like, went into it and, and everything, you know? So it's it's fucking... It's great, yo. Like, I want to... It, it's definitely made me want to, like, keep doing it. Like, I was, like... Like, I didn't have, like, any demos or, like, anything written. Like, after the Digital C was done, like that was that was like kind of it and then like as soon as like people really started like fucking with it and everything like i was just like oh shit so and i started like writing a ton and stuff and now i've got like enough material to fill like two albums already so um Damn. but it's it's cool i mean it's still gonna be like a slow process like i'm i'm still like super picky about like songs and the way you know shit shit gets written and stuff like that and everything and you know, so yeah, uh, it's it's fucking awesome. Thank you, everybody who fucking picked shit up or like streamed it. <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, BPXO says you put it all on the line and it shows. Shit, well, thank you, yo. <laughs> uh, I I don't I I really went into it with no like um no no idea or really any intention other than that this was going to be like the last thing I ever do. <laughs> like that was that was it. Like that was all like that was all it was going to be, but I'm stoked 
that people want more from it and like want to hear more and like want want me to keep doing it. So as as long as as long as people still want me to do it, like I'll fucking do it. You know, like I feel like I feel like shit's just finally starting to get good. And so I don't know. I could be wrong about that too. And the next thing I release is just gonna be total crap, and everyone's gonna hate it. <laughs> no, man, that's not true at all. Dude. <laughs> I feel like with you blowing up, you also shed light on the uh, cyber grind scene because like. I mean, I never, yeah. I didn't even know it was still a thing that was happening. And then you came up and now all these other bands, like I'm starting to hear about. So like, you're not only like, uh, like you're not only, uh, being successful yourself, you're helping make this scene be successful by shedding light onto it. Yeah. And it's super fucking cool, yo. Cause like, I, I mean, that's one thing that, that I'm, I, I think I'm more, thankful for than than anything with with this release is that like like i've been in the nintendo core scene uh, god it's so, so weird to fucking say that but um like i've i've been in the scene like at least like like you know for as long as i've been making zombie shark so at least like almost like 10 years and the one thing that's always been fucking crazy to me and like i don't know a lot of my friends in that group are so fucking talented. Like it, like there's so many people that make Nintendo core that I know, like on a personal level and have known for years that are just like phenomenal fucking musicians. And, you know, even if it is just kind of like joke, jokey, like kind of stuff, you know, whether it's serious or, or not serious, like, like there's some serious fucking, people that that are amazing like um uh my friend uh matthew uh is in a project called uh corvid k9 and has been doing it even longer than i have and like uh is probably like one of the most like uh, eclectic and like unique um musicians like like in the scene you know and just like is constantly putting out like material like like all the fucking time and like shit like spanning as far as like like anywhere from from break beats to like shoegaze to like like shoegaze grindcore and like gabber grind and like like bubblegum bass with blast beats and and all sorts of like other crazy inspiring shit you know and um really fucking unique and and it, and that's just one of many like I, I've got like lots of friends like my friend Steven from like God Item uh, God Item is like an amazing fucking Nintendo core band. Uh, you know, and, and I feel like we're all kind of like in this kind of weird community of like this, like, like we're, we're all kind of like people that were, were born from this like scene, like the, that didn't want anything to like do with them. You know, like, I kind of feel like we're all kind of like in the same boat of like, you know, we we're all like inspired by like the same, the same music, you know, like we're all inspired by like fucking attack attack. And I set my friends on fire and like mono made, I am fucking, uh, horse band, like not not everyone in that in that group obviously has the same influences, but but we're all like cut from like the same fucking cloth of like math core and like metal core scene and stuff, and kind of where like like the Nintendo core scene kind of grew, you know. And even though it's been around for like a really long time, it's still kind of its own weirdly still developing kind of scene because like we're all just kind of like producers that you know really are passionate about the art we make. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of it gets shit on, you know, because, you know, like you have all these like fucking like 
metalcore chuds, neckbeards, idiots that are all like, like, oh, like, fucking, like, like, we came with broken teeth, fucking sucks, you know, like, like, you know, like, everybody's, you know, like, super shitty about it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like, 110 rabbits, like, fucking horse the bed, dude, you know, like, like, you know, and I, I don't know, like, that's all people, like, really fucking remember for it, and, like, there's just, like, a lot of people that, that really deserve to, like, have the fucking spotlight on them and everything. And, you know, again, like it wasn't my intention at all with like this album to like, for any of this to fucking happen, but I'm so fucking happy that it is because, you know, you have like James uh, from blind equation, who's fucking killing it right now. And is like about to release like an amazing uh, fucking Nintendo core album, like next year uh, from blind equation and shit, you know? And I think, I think the one maybe like, one thing about the scene is like, I don't think there's been many people from it that have had the opportunities to make like their music, like, or or not, not like opportunities, but like, like a lot of people like, like haven't like really taken it as I guess kind of serious as, you know, certain, certain bands are not, not so much to like a level of like, seriousness about the art but like seriousness is like maybe trying to like make it like a respectable or not not even like respectable thing like i don't want to i don't want to sound like like i'm being like dismissive of like any of that but it's just like i don't know i just like i they're wanting to make it more serious than it really is yeah at least at least for me like like with zombie shark and stuff you know like now seeing like how it's going and everything like i've always like treated zombie shark as like, like, uh, like a band, you know, or, or like an actual, like, or like a band, you know, like, like I've always like treated it like that, you know? And, um, I think with the way like music is now, and, and I feel like, I feel like artists, like, like big artists, like 100 Gex definitely paved the way, uh, for, for artists like us, like in the scene to like be recognized and, um, because watching like 100 Gex live is is essentially a um, is essentially like Nintendo Core. Like I don't I don't give a shit with, like if anybody wanted to fight me on that, but that is like essentially a Nintendo Core live set or like noise set, you know, kind of thing. And I think like people like seeing that like has definitely inspired or like at least like given the okay to like people to like kind of like be like, hey, like I can you know, it's like I don't need to be like in a band to like you know, be on stage and perform and like, I don't need, you know, like all of this like extra shit, you know, it's like if I've got, you know, an iPod filled with songs that I'm like super passionate about, like, you know, and want to fucking perform the perform it live and, you know, fucking do it, you know, like, uh, and, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's sort of crazy because like I used to fucking love like broken side and shit and like fucking high school and stuff and like (laughs) watching old, like broken side videos, like are are fucking insane, you know, because like, like when you start like comparing it to like Nintendo core and like, you know, seeing like the correlations and shit, you know, it's like, they're playing like fucking stages with like a shitload of like fucking people, like at least playing like two to 300 fucking calf rooms, <laughs> like, like doing like actual, like doing the thing, like doing fucking Nintendo core shit. And like, it's just so, it's so fucking cool because like, I don't know. It's just, it's just cool that like people have like shit on it for so long. And now it's like finally like the shit that's hype, you know? So 
Hey, I was one of the ones that shit on him. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I said it before. I was a big metal elitist back in high school. So, like, all this stuff was just like, no, thank you. But uh, oh, yeah. now yeah. I'm a lot more open to it. And honestly, <laughs> it, honestly, it's because of your album that I'm more open open to it. So, yeah. Oh, that's, and that's awesome, you know? Like, it's it's so cool to, like, fucking see it. Like, um, and, and it's cool, too, because I, I feel like there's, you know, now, like and I don't want to take any of the credit for it or, or, or whatever, like, like with, with the album or anything, but it's, it's cool. Like, like I, if people have listened to the album and have been like inspired by it to like take their projects to the next step, you know? And, you know, I, I love to fucking see it, you know, it's fucking awesome. It's a whole new wave. And, and, and the thing is too, and it's like, it's not just like, it's not just like, Oh, like, like my, my homie, like fucking did this, like fucking listen to it. Like, it's like, no, like these, like, like these are people that like are really fucking like, like serious musicians and like people that like make really fucking good music and like to like deserve the right to fucking have a, have a audience and like have like people take it seriously and not, you know, shit on it for like whatever stupid, like gatekeepy metal, like reason, you know, or, or fucking whatever, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it, it, yeah, it's music just, should have no rules and like this yeah, is the, yeah. the embodiment of that. And there's just there's just really fucking good albums coming out too. Like like I think the thing more more so than anything, like like the attitude is is changing in a really amazing way. But also like the music is just fucking good. Like like it's just fucking tight. Like I don't know if you've checked out like any of the albums from uh like like Codex or Zhova, um Mikau, um I listened to Codex, I don't quite remember it because I listened to it when it came out and then I have I just haven't gotten around to listening to it again. I remember liking it though. It's super fucking cool. Like it's super fucking it's super fucking good. Like uh it it's definitely like it it's it's the perfect mix of like mathcore and like synth like together. Like and it's it's still like one of like the, the top like charting Nintendo core albums, like on rate your music and stuff like, like it, it's just a fucking great album. And like Mikau's, uh, Faname, um, album is, is fucking incredible. And like finally starting to blow up the new thought crime album that came out. Uh, my friend, uh, uh, Mara, uh, just put that out and, um, her and, uh, Mel, uh, made a fucking amazing album that both, uh, James and I, uh, we're fortunate enough to like do guest features and stuff on it too. Um, it's, it's just a really fucking sick album. Like, I don't know, like all these bands are like finally coming out and like doing this shit. And it's like, it's all sounding really fucking good. James's new album from like blind equation. I've, I've uh, heard some uh, sneak peeks of it already and it's, it's really fucking sick, you know? So I think as long as people like believe in it and like want to keep fucking doing it, like there's going to be like, it's going to be a real fucking scene for it too. And I also feel like too, like a lot of like the crossover between like maybe like a lot of like SoundCloud rap and like trap metal kind of stuff, like definitely eases the way for like a lot more of like this kind of thing to, to, to be a thing and to like be a scene and everything. So right. Like uh, a couple of months ago, I found out that trap metal was the thing. I guess it's been a thing this whole time. And like that's starting to become big. So like, you know, that, opens up the pathway for something like this to blow up, you know? Trap metal is like fucking tight. Uh, I, I knew a couple of people, uh, from a couple of years ago who were doing it, uh, really fucking well. And, um, 
it's that that in itself is even kind of becoming a bigger thing um oh it seems like it's really popular man like it seems like it's a big thing right now yeah it's it's fucking like trap metal is like definitely like the fucking future like i'm i met like a couple artists like i've done i've done some random like album artwork and like single artwork for uh some trap metal artists too that that you know went into like circulation and stuff so i know like a couple people that are kind of like making waves and in that shit too and that's like super super fucking sick (laughs) super fucking tight (laughs) Uh, before we move on, um, I believe you already said it, but uh, BPXO is wondering if you're keeping the same producer, and you're, you're keeping him along, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Sam and I, Sam and I are definitely going to be working together uh, for for quite some time, and I think too, um, Sam and I were kind of like potentially talking about the idea of like even if like we're working together on songs, like maybe taking it to like if if if. I don't know. I, I don't know what we're gonna do, but like we're we're still contemplating on it yet. But we, we're we're always kind of like talking about like maybe if like you know we we save up some money together like next year, the next two years, like whenever COVID kind of like levels out and stuff, and like maybe even just like writing stuff and then like both of us together like taking shit to like another like like bigger producer or something even. But there was also kind of stuff we just kind of like talked about at the time and stuff. Don't so. you already send it off to get mastered and stuff, or did he do it all himself? Sam did uh, the the mixing and mastering for the oh, album. Oh, okay. okay. It's fucking amazing. We took it to, we, well, we went to a different, we borrowed a studio um, in Philadelphia called Spice House Studio. Um, he knew, like, a, a bunch of people who, like, worked there and interned there and everything. So we got to, like, use um, the studio uh, for an afternoon. Um, it was super, super fucking sick. Uh just got got a lot of like levels and like mixed notes and stuff on it from there, and uh, you know Sam just pretty much like did the mastering like on on his own end like like a little bit afterwards. Um, so yeah, we were thinking about like maybe like if if anything like maybe just like having him do a mix on it and then uh, maybe taking it to to like somebody somewhere else to like master you know, um, which is also like another thing I'm like super interested in too like possibilities of it and everything but all, all that stuff too is also like so so far ahead and and everything and it's a lot of stuff that like even when we were writing i will destroy you i kind of didn't even like fully understand at the time but like like knowing it now like it definitely makes like a lot of sense and we're kind of like looking at like different options and everything well like i was saying the big thing that separates you from the other from other people have been doing is the production value is like gigantic man like it sounds super super well produced so whatever y'all are doing you you keep it up you know yeah it's it's super crazy like uh sam uh is like uh amazing if anybody wanted to get his contact information for me uh, about like getting stuff produced on even like mastered um mixing too and stuff like i could definitely put the word in for him and and everything like he uh he just really like i don't know it's like i said i mean like he never he only ever really like worked on like uh like like jazz and like kind of like country and like some some pop stuff like here and there and um he was super fucking stoked when we started working on like zombie shark and everything and like like I said, I mean, the, a lot of a lot of what took so long to get "I Will Destroy You" out was like a, again a lot of like the experimentation and stuff. But even that, like experimenting as far as like mixing and mastering and like 
everything. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. Sam just does all of the all this shit himself. Like he's he's a fucking maniac. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> so you do all the artwork and stuff for uh, for Zombie Shark. Um, yep. What? Like, what was the inspiration behind the album cover? Um, yeah, the the album art, um, like, I had, like, a whole, like, kind of, like, concept to the to the whole thing of, of it essentially, like, being, like, the devil in a way, or, like, being, like, um, my own person, like a symbol of like my own personal, like kind of like struggle and everything. And I'm, I'm very big into like the idea of like having like faces as like album covers. And, uh, I don't know as, as it being like a reflection of like, maybe like, like the devil or like personal struggle or like, like a inherited, like antagonist. Uh, I wanted it to kind of be like, perhaps also, um, a reflection of, of somebody, uh, somebody who's been weared down by, you know, like, like technology or like depression, you know, and like, like, like there's, there's rust and like, you know, circuitry and stuff like, like hidden in there. And, and I kind of wanted it to be like the idea of like somebody that's just been so worn away by like, like hard times and like misery that their face is like unrecognizable except like the eyes, you know, like, like the idea that like, you know, eyes being like a window to the soul and like, like kind of in that way too, you know, being like, you know, somebody who, you know, there, there may or may not still be somebody underneath like all of, all of the shit. (laughs) And I also just too wanted it to be like really weird and kind of engaging and like, kind of like set the mood for like, I'm very big on like, if I'm making artwork for either my own music or like other people's music, like I'll just like, I'll maybe do like a, a piece and then uh, just like play like the album in the background and just like look at the piece for like 20 minutes or like for a duration or like a couple couple like minutes and stuff. Cause I'm super into like the idea of like the artwork, like reflecting the sound of like an album and like being like the image and the embodiment of like what this music is supposed to look like if it were like a, a like a real thing, you know, or if, if this music could be like a physical entity, like in front of you, like, like what, what would it look like? And, you know, where would it take you in like the world in which like these sounds like kind of exist? Um, you know, it's just something that I, I just like kind of like do a lot, like with like working with bands and like everything, you know? So I kind of felt like it, it kind of like, like the album's like super weird, especially like, like Sam's mixing and everything like is amazing, but it's also like really weird sounding and kind of like, at least for me, like I felt like it's kind of like in undescribable in like certain times and everything. So I kind of just wanted it to be like this weird, like haunting. Cause a lot of like the music too is like, ethereal and like dreamy in like some areas uh so i kind of just wanted it to be like an overall like experience you know just like like this weird kind of like face thing that's always watching you know this like tormented fucking like suffering thing is like always like watching you like all the time you know (laughs) (laughs) super brutal have you done all the art for all the albums yeah yeah 
pretty much. Yeah, it's it's fun too because like every time like I'm about to do like a zombie shark release, like I always try to like push myself as far as like um, like packaging and like branding and stuff too. Like, um, I'll show you too. Like, uh, like for for digital C and stuff. Like I did like little Game Boy cartridges, but then like for um, that is definitely completely invisible. <laughs> Hold on. I need to make the horses go away real quick. Um, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So that like doing like action figures and stuff, you know, like just just fun like little like project like kind of like crafting, you know, kind of things like that. Like I always so you like hand wanna, made like, that then. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what, what's With, the like, what's the story and like what's the process and everything for making that? Uh, I don't know. I just like I, I'm really into like weirdo merch, um, and everything. Like, uh, like I don't know for for like the digital C. Like when that came out, like I made um, like little Game Boy cartridges with the uh, what the fuck? album on it and everything. Dude, that is crazy. <laughs> it just it it becomes like a project or like a challenge for me too. Like I, I want to be challenged by by stuff and like. You know, like, it's got, like, little fucking... These were, like, super ultra-mega-rare sacred zombie shark merch, but... That is uh, wild, dude. Like, do you yeah. go to a company to do that? Like, to make the thing? Like, No, I just do it myself because I'm a fucking psycho. How <laughs> did you get the uh, the pin drive thing in there? Oh, I just, like... Well, USB a lot thing. Of, a lot of it was just, like, um, uh, just, like, unscrewing it. I, I bought, like, a shitload of, like discount uh games from uh from like flea markets and stuff and just had them like stockpiled for like a year like if i found like a lot that had you know like game boy cartridges in it like i just bought them up and then um i uh unscrewed them took this shit out and then like like bought like some cheap flash drives like glued them in there and then like you know i i went as far to um like there's only like 10 silver ones and then i spray painted like the rest white and stuff and like Definitely awesome. ambitious. Like, I don't know, like I kinda just feel like doing like like cool, like really ambitious, like kinda crazy shit like that. Because I feel like it, it helps bands like be remembered and stuff. And it's funny too because like uh I know a couple people that are already like a couple bands that are like starting to get on like the action figure train right now and I'm just like he 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 you know like the whole time like i don't know i mean it's a i mean it's it's a pain in the ass like all the time you know it's like i don't i like i just do it to like to do it you know like it's not it's not really like i i'll do like a release and just like want to do like you know some something to like challenge myself like whether it's you know making action figures or game boy cartridges or fucking whatever um i gotta come up with something really crazy for the next time for sure oh losing you again <laughs> But yeah, I don't... <laughs> all right. Like <laughs> oh, did we glitch out again? Yeah, oh, you might be good now. You might be good now. Oh no! No, Shit. okay, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm just seeing it happen now on uh, on Twitch. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you make like the cardboard thing that uh, the action figures on? Did you get that from uh, a company? Like, like someone printed that, or what? What's the story behind that? Yeah, just just a print company. Um, like 
um, I don't know. I just, I, I uh, made a template like not so long ago because I was like kind of considering doing like crafting, like, like for DIY, like action figures and stuff like that. It's, it's something I've, I've done in the past, like a bunch of times for like college projects and like other kind of stuff. And like, um, I know a bunch of people that like do that, like professionally, like on their Etsy's and stuff. Like, um, I was, I have like a template made out of like the card and everything. So, um, once I had the artwork done, I just sent it off to like get printed, like on cardstock. And then, um, I have a, f- uh, friend that makes like the plastic bubbles. Um, and they just made me like, I, I paid them to like make me like, you know, like 30 of, um, 30, like the little bubble things and stuff like that. And then I, it, the biggest thing with like the action figures is just keeping it like as practical as possible. Like, like the inside is like skulls and like glass shards and then like the flash drive, you know, and like. I always think it's like really cool when like you can just take like practical items and like convert them into like action figures or give, you know, junk like a sense of like a purpose, you know, or, or something dumb like that, you know? <laughs> well, it's definitely sick. Um, what is some of the uh, like illustrations and stuff you've been most proud of, like outside of Zombie Shark stuff? I'm going to try to show your stuff on stream too. This is going to be kind of janky chat, so deal. So, uh, you know, bear with me. Oh yeah, super super sorry if this is like <laughs> no, uh, no 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 this is this is gonna be interesting. Sorry. I think oh we got God. it. Um. Okay. Cool. Tight. Um. Yeah. Uh, as far as like uh, illustration stuff. Um. Oh shit. Hell yeah. There it is. Uh, it was a design for um Snake Charmer. They're a Philly band. They're really fucking tight. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. Um. I really love like all the work that I do for Ascent Like Wolves. Um, they, like I said, I mean they've been like my best friends since like high school and shit, and uh, they pretty much just give me full one hundred percent artistic control on like everything, like like um, just the album artwork and the merch and like the advertisements and the ad mats and like um, everything. Like, oh yeah, that was a really good one too for Eternal Frequency. Um, yeah, like, all of these are, like, super, super fun. Um, but I'd say, like, the stuff that I'm probably, like, most proud of is is probably my work that I've done for um, either a Sun Like Wolves or, uh, like, artwork for, like, Kurt Travis, too, is probably some some favorite moments. But even, like, the artwork from Kurt Travis, like, still is, like, pretty, pretty like, not, like, rough, but I definitely was not nearly as experienced as an illustrator, graphic designer as I am you know, now, or even, like, working on some of the earlier, like, Ascent Like Wolves kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, really stoked on the new Ascent Like Wolves album. They're dropping one in um, March or February, uh, Mystic Auras, and I just did probably, like, the most work I've ever done. Uh, oh, yeah, it was three seconds ago. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like know you it. did the artwork. That's crazy. The fucking homies. <laughs> uh, love them. Love Bobby and Sharks Megabyte. Um yeah, uh, but the, all of the new shit that I did for, like, Ascent Like Wolves is probably, like, the most visually, like, like it, intensive project, like, I've worked on, like, all year. Like, they, uh, once I found out that, like, their, their stuff was, like, ready to go, like, it was, like, six or seven panels of artwork, like, CD and vinyl layout. There was, like, posters, like, merch designs. Is that the one where you're, like, in a, oh, what is that? What was it again? It's, like, a... Oh, freaking bar or something? Was that it? Oh no, that was uh, that was for um, 
my friend uh, Mia Cephalo, uh, she's uh, like a really awesome uh, country pop act. And uh, my roommate Luke is like super insanely talented, like pop producer and stuff. So like he did that and like he had reached out to me about um, doing the work for that and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was a really fun one. But uh, no, like they sound like Wolves is all like the purple like cityscape stuff. Like it's all. Like, oh, purple. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah, uh, the that uh, that project is probably like one of my favorites from this year, like hands down. Uh, just super fucking pretty, and I love the concept of it too. Like it's kind of nice when like, um, I don't know, not not like straying away from like monster merch and stuff because monster merch is like the fucking shit. But again, you know, it's like I like being challenged a lot and like you know stepping out of my comfort zone and everything. So even if it's just like drawing like a ton of like cityscapes and like everything with like tiny little details and everything, like. Uh, I'm super about it. Well, it does look really good, and like uh, you're starting to become kind of a big deal from uh, doing this now. Like you, you make a living doing this. Is that is that what's up? Or yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, it was super weird. Like I don't know. Like um, I started like really. This started to like really become. So I was like in a really bad like working position like January of last year I had this like really fucking terrible fucking job that was like a fucking nightmare and uh my fucking life was pretty much like on the fucking line with this place and like I just like quit um and I didn't have a fucking job or like fucking anything so I just kind of like started because like I don't know I mean like it's funny because like the monster merch stuff is just kind of like the natural style that I like draw in like, like 90% of the time. So like I had already like done like designs for like Kurt Travis and like adventurer and like bunny, the bear. And like I set my friends on fire and kind of stuff. So like people kind of like knew me from there because like most of those like bands were just looking for somebody. Cause I guess there wasn't like a whole lot of people doing like cartoon monster merch anymore. And I was, I guess kind of like, one of the last few people that could kind of like do that style or just, you know, had a style that could kind of like appeal to that. And, um, so I started like just doing that like fucking crazy and, uh, it was super nuts. Like bands just really fucking wanted that style back again. And it was like fucking tight because I've always loved like monster shirts. I've got like at least like 300 fucking like scene shirts in my parents' place. And like half of them are like, up here and stuff because i've definitely like bought more since like like places like uh myspace revival and shit and like fucking ryan peter like is always posting like the sickest fucking shirts i want to rip my eyes out because i want them so fucking bad (laughs) and he has everything and i have nothing and he's always flexing always flexing (laughs) (laughs) But, but um but yeah, and then like it was just super cool. Like I mean, I like I was already like doing like artwork for bands like on and off like for for years prior, but like I guess not really like pursuing it like as seriously as as um I thought I should. And um I started doing that and then I just like had like a part-time job for a while. Um and then like through then like I was just like working like part-time and like doing commissions and then uh, with COVID uh, kind of put me in a stressful situation like the last couple months um, as far as uh, my part-time job got like shut down. Um, they went out of business. So I pretty much, I was already like pretty overworked between like doing like part-time and like uh, band art and, and merch and stuff. So 
Uh, so I just like opened the floodgates, like as soon as I knew my job was like going out of business. Um, and I've just been doing that <laughs> this whole time, which has been like really awesome. So I'm super, sick, super thankful, uh, for everybody who's like reached out to me about like doing work and stuff. And like, I seriously do appreciate it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I'm still, I'm still like actively like looking for work and like everything right now and stuff, you know, something that that's more consistent, but I don't know. This year has just like taken so much out of me, like mentally. And like, I don't know, I kind of just feel like, and my part-time job like sucked really bad too. So like, I don't know. I'm not like super eager to like jump into like another like shitty kind of like retail part-time like kind of place right now. But um, dude, I'm a hundred percent with you, man. Like I, I quit my shitty retail job a couple of months ago and Best thing I ever did, dude. Like, I can actually concentrate on this shit now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe that's, like, one kind of, like, decent thing. If, if there is one, like, kind of, like, nice thing to be said about this year as a whole, and i saying this fucking lightly because everything fucking sucks, but, like, I don't know. It's really kind of given me this, like, unique opportunity to just, like... Like, okay, well, you know, if everything's, like, fucking uncertain and nobody fucking knows anything right now, I guess I'm just going to, like, fucking hammer down on, you know, my passions and just, you know, see if, like, this shit can can work out and everything. And uh, for the most part, like, it has. I mean, it's I've, – I've been pretty pretty fortunate. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool, you know. I mean, I'm glad to, like, be able to, like, be doing, like, art full-time. It does get, like, a little scary, like, sometimes because, like – um, you know, the moments when like all the work is like wrapped up and they're really like, you know, you might, you're uncertain if, you know, certain clients are going to like continue to, you know, with like certain projects and like everything, you know, and I don't hold it over like anybody's head because like, I know like there's, uh, a lot of people that are struggling and, and everything, you know, so I don't, I don't make it anybody's like problem to be like, Hey, like, like, why, why are we working on this shit, you know, or something like that, you know, so um, honestly, I'm just like very, very humbled and super appreciative and just very overall thankful for like everything that has come from, uh, come from this year and everything. So it's been tight. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. So, um, you do some shows. Well, you did some shows, not, not, not anymore, but, uh, you did, did some shows. Uh, how do you play them? Do you just do vocals over the track? I feel like we might've just lost you. Yeah, we definitely lost you again. <laughs> Rip Corey. <laughs> hey, there we go. Oh, maybe not. You just froze up again. Okay, maybe you're good now. Sorry. Hey, okay. there you are. Okay, now you're good. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, Actually, so let me see. Am I <laughs> oh, so, sorry about that, dude. Dude, you're good. You're totally fine, man. Uh, this is what happens when you do live shows, right? <laughs> uh, so you have oh, yeah. played a bunch of shows. How do you play them? Is it just vocals over the track? Do the people that play the guitar on the albums and stuff come with you? Or are you just by yourself? Or how, how does it work? Um, just like like for my live setup currently, like it's definitely changed like over the year or so. But um, for the most part, like I have like the instrumental backtracks like kind of like organized into a set. Um, and then I recently just started to like really get invested into gear and everything. So like, um, I put a lot of like effects, like on my vocals. Um, I just bought a 
Korg monologue like uh, back in the, the summer. Um, that was like actually no, even like later earlier, maybe like fucking like February, March even. Um, I got that and like started like incorporating that into the set. So like now, um, if I was playing shows, there would definitely be like a bigger like harsh noise um, synth a- atmosphere to like uh, the set. Uh, definitely a lot more like industrial and and kind of whatever. But that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, Sam. Sam and I have been like toying with the idea of like him joining for like live shows, whether it be like, um, like, like I, I'm definitely not interested in like having like a live drummer at, at any point in this project. Like I kind of like, uh, am super into the idea of like MIDI drums and like impossible blast yeah, beats. I, I and, think like, you keep it like that a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think you bring a real drummer. Yeah, I think I think if anything, it would be cool to have Sam like have like a guitar, um, and then maybe like give Sam like his own kind of like synth area and station to like kind of like do like additional like crazy kind of like shit. Uh, whether it's like feeding his like guitar through like some crazy fucking like effects or like pedals or like other kind of like crazy shit. Um, we've definitely talked about it like from that end, but it's also like it would definitely not be like a full-time thing, like, like all the time either. Like, cause there might be like a lot, some shows that like he might not be able to make and, and, and whatever. So, um, I also kind of like just being like a solo act live. Um, at least like when it's in like a basement show setting or like small venue setting and stuff, because I feel like it makes, um, the whole performance like way more visceral. And I like to like, go into the crowd and like scream at people and like roll in the dirt and like freak out and shit. And like, um, I feel like, I feel like zombie shark is like a live show is like a whole little experience in its own. And I feel like having it be like one person just makes it like weirder, like makes it a little bit more like off putting. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much like the, the current live setup. Um, my biggest thing for like coming back to shows is, uh, lights for sure. I think like, li- I need more of like a visual presence. I used to play with like a, uh, backdrop and projector and have like synchronized visuals and everything. Dude, that's but, what I was thinking about doing um, for my shit, man. I like, uh, it, it's yeah. hard. It, it's, uh, you gotta figure out a way to take, keep their attention. You know, you don't want to be just like a guy standing there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and definitely. I mean, for for my sets, like at least, like I try to like keep it very visceral. Like I'm I'm always like probably away from like my my station or I guess like like my setup like more than I should be. Uh, but I like the rawness of like just like going into the fucking crowd or something, or if like people start moshing, like just like jumping in it too. Like I'll just straight up like just drop the mic and just like start fucking pushing people or like fucking you know like like whatever you know like. Um, so I don't know. I as much as I want to get like more kind of like gear and stuff, like I also really like the idea of like just it being like a full on like like just brutal kind of like fucking like you don't know like what this person's gonna like fucking do like on stage you know like but i definitely want to like look into getting like um lights or like some sort of like kind of like light rig kind of thing i've been trying to figure out like dmx lighting for like a uh, fucking brick i'm hoping by the time quarantine's over i'm gonna be the fucking 
master of lighting by the end of it. But what's on your uh, projection right now? You said you had a projector that runs with your show. Oh well, I did. I did actually. Yeah, uh, I, I did have a projector that was like a friend's that I was like borrowing for a long time, um, and then it it broke. Uh, not from me, but from someone else. And then it just kind of like never got like fixed. But I used Pushing to put like the blame all sorts of like, someone else, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah, I totally just didn't bring this like five hundred dollar projector into a fucking basement in West Philly and then like spill like monster and fucking alcohol and blunt ashes all over it and fucking like threw it into the fucking ground or anything. Yeah, no, totally weird how that happened. But, um, uh no, like um I had like all sorts of like crazy like dumb shit on it, like like fucking like uh like like Mario creepypasta shit on it and stuff, like uh the fucking like Ben Drowned fucking um link meme and shit and just like tons of like old like YouTube poop shit, like uh and, like stupid G.I. Joe PSAs because I'm a fucking boomer. <laughs> like, still think that shit's fucking funny. <laughs> but, uh yeah, like just like tons of like old crappy like internet memes from like the early 2000s and just like a shitload of strobe lights too and just obnoxious as fuck <laughs> dude that's a hundred percent what i was like thinking about doing for my shows like doing just showing memes and shit behind as, as we're going along oh, <laughs> that's yeah. so crazy oh, you're doing that, man. <laughs> like one of my songs like i have an older one that i play like uh and uh it's got this really fucking like obnoxious fucking breakdown at the end of it that's like like so fucking obnoxious and like the song itself is like super serious it was like an old one from like forever ago but like i put like a bunch of like dumb like gi joe psa's like all over it so like 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 it'll just like cut like randomly and just be like oh good like i'm a computer stop all the downloading and then just like dun, 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 like super fucking slow like 808s like dipping the fucking audio and shit <laughs> Like, I don't know. I love that shit. I think it's so fucking funny. I think, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force samples are definitely going to be the new thing, like, post-COVID. Uh, because <laughs> I've been watching a cursed amount of Aqua Teen again and realizing that that's, like, the greatest show ever made. <laughs> it, it ranks pretty high up there. It ranks pretty high up there. <laughs> What's the uh, the worst show you've ever done? Oh, God. <laughs> um... Well, okay, so, like, I don't know. The worst show I ever played, uh, I don't know. I, I was on this one lineup that, like, my friend had set up, and I really had no business, like, being on it. Like, I'm all for, like, fucking memes and, like, shit posting and, like, playing, like, fucking crazy shows. But, like, there was one, like, like I, I really should not have been on it. And it was, like, all, like, super heavy fucking, like, like super serious deathcore bands, like all these dudes, like, like, and it's weird to me too, because it's like, sometimes like I'll play like, 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 like more like deathcore, like metalcore centric shows. And at least like somebody there, at least like some people in the bands will like, remember, like we came with broken teeth or like, uh, I am error, like a hundred dead rabbits or like, so it's like somebody, like, I feel like Nintendo core, like, yeah, like it's, it's an out there niche thing, but I feel like if it like seen people like 
have to know at least like one band, like Horse the Band, even. You know, if somebody yeah. knows like Horse the Band, I can explain to them like, oh, okay, well, it's it's that, but shittier. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, but I played this one, and it was like in fucking Lancaster at uh, like the Chameleon Club, and I don't know, like like. My friend, my friend asked me about it, and like not not like in a mean way or anything. Like like they like he really wanted to give me like a really like cool show, and um, like there were bands on it that were just like really 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 professional, and like I was like kind of like middle of the set set list and everything. And right, at, and the, like the, I thought, like like okay, the deathcore bands like they got to have like some sort of like funny kind of like awesome like like cool cool shit you know like somebody's got to like have like some my spacey deathcore kind of things which kind of shows what i know about deathcore which is fucking nothing and i'm an <laughs> idiot <laughs> and i fucking pulled up to this thing like being like oh fuck yeah like this is fucking tight and like everybody's just like fucking mean and like cold-hearted like i think i played with like fucking um this band called like hangdog and like rvnt R- rare events uh I don't know. I mean, they, they were, they were great bands, definitely better than I fucking was, but they, they were so mean to me. And like, I was like so anxious about it too. And I was like, I just like, uh, had like maybe like one or two many shots and like, I was just really on some like ignorant shit. Like I was like, <laughs> cause all the bands were like being so fucking serious. And I was like, I, I probably should have just been like shot at the, after the end of this thing. But I was just like, I was like, Oh, this fucking pet up you fucking pussies. And like, <laughs> nobody was like having it. Like everybody was like, so fucking like, like crossed yeah, arms. Like, arm in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking, I, I like this one dude was just like being such a dick, like the entire show. Like, like I kept passing this dude and like, he kept like looking at my merch and like, like blowing me off. And then like, I could tell that he was like, definitely like talking shit about me like the whole time. And, uh, so he was like standing in the fucking crowd and I was like already drunk. And I was like, you motherfucker. Like, I'm just going to like fucking come up to you and just like <laughs> rightfully get my ass kicked. <laughs> I was going to say, I went up to him and I like fucking tripped and like spilled my laptop and like completely unplugged my set, which like fucking, and it sucked too because my sound was so fucking good. It was so fucking sick and like nobody else thought it was, but like, it was so tight and like I was kind of like freaking out on like some Gigi Allen kind of shit and like I went up to like charge this guy in the pit and then I like tripped and like ate shit and knocked my shit over oh, and like unplugged it. But it but it also like kind of just made the entire set. Like I just like played it off like the entire time as if like look you motherfuckers, like I'm fucking crazy and I don't give a shit about like any of your fucking bullshit people. Like there's twelve fucking people here. Like why are you being so fucking serious and petty? You know, like I don't know. I still think I had like way more balls to like fucking do that shit than any of those fucking bands and like all those other bands were like boring as hell and nobody gave a shit and nobody brought their merch so <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real though it takes so much more balls to get up there as one person like I mean Dude, when was, I was, like, was doing this like, I had like fucking like I had like a fucking cut like on my fucking arm and was like bleeding and shit and I just like immediately went to the bar and like had like another fucking shot and i was like fuck you motherfuckers <laughs> it was like i was like i just like one of the dudes actually did come up to me and be like yo like 
you had a lot of balls doing that shit. And I think I was just like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) No reason to be at all. It was like super bad and just like all fucking ego and shitty and fucking crap and whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like that was like the only time, like most times, like I don't care about like being like solo on, on stage and shit, but that was like the only time like the only time where I was like really kind of like God, like like I don't know. There's just some shows, and like I'm really not intimidated by like a lot of that shit. But that was like the only one, and I don't know if it was just the venue, the sound quality, like the environment, like like I just really had no business like being on that lineup whatsoever. Like my friend really should just have not have put me on it. And I think like in his head, like he thought it was going to be like really cool, and like and the idea of it was like sick, but like also like executed like i should have just opened at least for it like i shouldn't have been like the third fucking band on the on the lineup you know like i don't know it is it, it was just like it was fucking that was the worst one and that there has only been one like show that i've regret that, that was it <laughs> uh noise bird says that they all sound boring as fuck i kind of agree with them like i always yeah. sound super fucking boring <laughs> it was just it was just fucking lame it was just such a fucking like oh my like, god you know like if you're like in a band and you're that pissed about like playing a fucking show that you're getting paid to show up to. Like it's a fucking Saturday night. You're literally being paid to have a good time on a fucking weekend. You know, like, like in those dudes, like, like, I mean, my friend Cody, like still, still paid me up and shit for the show. Like it was still like cool and everything, you know, and like everybody got paid for it, but it was just like, it was like, damn, yo, like, like you're really going to just like show up to here, like miserable as fuck and just like shit on like, other people and stuff. And they, oh yeah. And then like the dude from like hang dog, like totally, like they were up like after me and like, just totally shit on you. Just like, yo, like what the fuck was that shit? You know, like, like something like some real fucking chud shit. Just be like, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shout out to all the bands except whatever the fuck that thing was. Like at the last part. Of wow. Like, you must be like, really fucking awesome to hang out with outside of the shows like i'm sure like your family loves you dude like i'm sure <laughs> like, like i'm sure you're probably like a fucking hoot at fucking parties dude like i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure people just patiently await for you to fucking show up <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i don't know it was just so mean and shitty but it was that's like a year and a half ago like that's that's that shit's old and you're the one that ended up blowing up and, and nobody's ever heard of hang dog <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I still have never heard of them, and <laughs> like, I don't know, but I don't want to take it like too, like fucking, like, like, oh, you know, like I'm fucking, like, yeah, 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 I got you, like, like cybercrime money, bitch, you know, like, <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> maybe I should do that. Maybe I should just like start like being like like Franz or something of cybercrime. <laughs> Hell, fucking yeah, fucking zombie shark, motherfucker. I don't fucking know. <laughs> suck my fuck, and then just break my fucking laptop and, <laughs> and then like be fucking broke. <laughs> uh, what was your best show that you ever played? Um, best show. Um, well, I've got a couple favorites. Um, I think. Um, I think my best show was probably the one I had played right before lockdown happened. Um, was in Philly and, uh, at Milk Boy. Uh, I had just gotten back from like my weekender with, uh, Dave from Hallucinogenic Bulb, which was super fucking fun. Probably the most fun I've ever had in my life doing Zombie Shark. Um, but I think my best one was probably like, 
I played Milk Boy, and it was a really fucking awesome lineup. It was like me and uh, Noises. Um, you're familiar with Noises, yeah, right? Yeah. Anch, yeah. uh, who is also in in Codex or Hova and stuff. It was just like a big like homie fest. Uh, Trench Logan was on it. Um, they were super fucking cool. Uh, God, I'm trying to fucking remember who else was on it. Um, it might have just been us three, I think. Um, but that one, that one was like super fucking fun. Uh, Christian from Mathcore Index like sponsored it and everything, and um, oh, that's sick. it was yeah, it was super fucking cool. And there was like a shitload of fucking people there too, which was like nuts. Like there was like so many fucking people, and um, <clears throat> like uh, the sound was like fucking excellent. Like the crowd was like super like uh, receptive of my set, and like. Um, like the lineup like made sense and it was just like one of those like everything is like coming together at the right time at the right place kind of moments and uh i'd say that one and then like my favorite show of all time was probably I, uh, during um during my weekender with dave uh we played a fucking college classroom <laughs> which was super <laughs> fucking sick uh, the I actual where- classroom yeah dude it was fucking <laughs> tight it was so fucking sick uh we we fucking pulled up to this place cyber like, grind 101 yo seriously yo the real cyber grind uh ted talk was happening in, in that fucking room <laughs> um it was super fucking badass because it was um it was me dave and then uh Mikau fucking played it too and they were like a full band it was so crazy so uh we got we got there. I knew it was going to be like on a college campus, but I thought it was going to be like an auditorium or whatever. And uh, Dave and I were, were trying to figure it out um, like the entire day. And it was so weird, too, because it was like a totally like dry campus and everything. So uh, it was me, Dave, uh, my girlfriend and then uh, my other friend, Nick. Uh, we just like went out and like, we're just like, okay, well, let's just drive around, like get some drinks and shit and like fucking hang out and like, like figure out like, like what's going on. And uh, so we're, we're fucking, we get a little, uh, tipsy and shit, and then like we're uh, we're like okay, well like, we should go fucking check this shit out and like see where it is. I was like, it's got to be like an auditorium or something. I can't imagine like like where what else like it's gonna fucking be. And uh, we get in there and like we're all like dressed like total punks, like and this is like a total like like full ass like real shit. Like like these are like people that you know are like fucking like gonna be fucking like brain surgeons and shit. <laughs> and, like like we pull up and like. Uh, we just look right away, like out of place as fuck. And like, uh, I asked Dave, I'm like, I'm like, all right, where are we going? He's like, oh, he's like, it's room like fucking 105 or fucking whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're like walking and the hallways are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and the door and the rooms are getting like more and more narrow, like all the way. And uh, we fucking get there and we open the fucking door and there's a whole class in session and we're like, oh shit. So we like shut the door and I look at, I look at fucking my friend Dave and I was like, dude, like, I don't know. I was like, I was like kind of like freaking out. I was like, I really hope like, there's no way that like, we're going to have like a full band in here. Like, I don't know how Macau is going to like get their fucking drums and like guitar and shit and like, like whatever. (laughs) Um, everybody cleared out and then like out of nowhere, like the, the, the dude showed up and he was like, Oh, he's like, all right, cool. Like, let's just fucking set this shit up. And then like out of nowhere, all these kids like start like fucking bringing in PA speakers and like subwoofers and shit. And they brought in like a fucking mixing board and like all sorts of fucking like crazy shit. Hmm. And, uh, fucking turned it into like the sickest fucking show ever. Um, I guess what they do is they just like fucking rent 
like this room out for like like practice or whatever and then just like had fucking touring bands come in and just like fucking play it because like like it, the room was like all the way in like the other end of the school and <clears throat> i guess they just did and they said that they were telling us like they were been doing this for like years like they said that there's times they have like like 70 fucking people like crammed into this fucking room they said like the last show they had like people were able to like crowd surf and and fucking whatever dude that's um, crazy man yeah, uh, I gotta find Macau's set. I might post in the chat here because it was so fucking legendary. Uh, everybody killed it. Like Dave's set was fucking awesome. Um, my shit was fucking cool. Uh, there was another uh, noise artist there called Cemetery Bastard, which put on like one of the scariest noise shows I've like ever seen in my fucking life. Um, full on in the dark. The dude just like played this whole set like completely pitch black in the dark in this college classroom. uh, I just posted the link in the chat if anybody wants to watch it. That shit was so fucking legendary. Uh, Definitely like like my favorite show I've like uh, I've ever played. I think honestly, so sick. I want to go back. (laughs) Uh, That was a lot too. That was a whole fucking. That was a fucking yarn of the ages. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was awesome, man. we're uh, starting to run a little bit low on time. So, uh, sure, real quickly, yeah. what was the last album you listened to? Um, last album I listened to was uh, Magic 10 Tricks Point Never, uh, his new album. Uh, that's been on uh, insane repeat for me. Uh, just uh, really fucking dope electronica experimental weird shit. Like I said, the last song on that album like crushes my fucking soul. Uh, every time I listen to it, uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, it definitely might not be for like everybody, especially if you're like super into metal, but if you're really trying to like push some boundaries and, and everything, I know I suggested garden of delete, uh, earlier, but, um, magic OPN is like probably like going to be like my album of the year between him and, uh, blade, uh, three, 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 uh, his new album. Like both of those are like in my top two of the year. For sure. You need to send me some links because I, I have no idea who these people are that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what's your album of the year? Let's say that your math core album of the year. Because you already said that the the other guy, I already forgot the name, is like your album of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of Tricks Point Never. Yeah. Um, math core album of the year. Um, there's a couple, uh, I would say, uh, well, from under the pier was like fucking crazy. I don't know why more people aren't talking about, um, from under the pier because that shit was fucking tight. That's another Um, band that blew up like crazy this year, man. Fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, from under the pier, um, Codex Orzhova's Baja Blasted, um, I know I had mentioned them before. Uh, they're homies, uh, but it's also definitely like a lot. It's a lot of both worlds, but I feel like that album is definitely like a lot more like mathcore centric. Um, Sound that ends creation <laughs> for sure. <laughs> definitely as far as mathcore, because I feel like I feel like um, <clears throat> well, there definitely was a lot of mathcore. Would, would you classify Methwitch uh, yeah. as mathcore? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think that new Methwitch album. I just finally like got around to like um, really listening to that album, and that is just like the most horrifically. Dude, fucking it's so cool. good. He's like so good that like experimenting and shit. Like, oh my god. Is is Methwitch just one person or is yeah. it a full band? 
Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know about you, but McBride. I feel like... I feel like all three of us need to like do like a three way split or something. Dude, yeah, man. Like, fucking tour so next well. year, man. Like shit. We could all fit in the freaking van, you know? Dude, you know? Like... Wanna... <laughs> dude, I'll fucking I'll play anywhere, yo. Like I'll fucking play like in your shower, dude. Like I'll fucking like I'll fucking like play in a fucking It's a little weird, but okay. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. Like I'll fucking I'll play wherever, but I definitely think that uh, it would be tight for all of us to like try and collab or even like us together. I feel like would be like really fucking sick. Hell yeah, dude. Just saying. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> according to Bandcamp, you just have CDs left. No more merch, right? You're sold out of everything. Um, yeah, yes. I think I might have like one or two. I might have like a hoodie and a long sleeve left. And then I have like, some other like random like old merch that I have that I've been meaning to put up. Um, I just haven't like gotten around to it yet because I'm like a little stressed about like the holidays and, and shit. So like uh, not like stressed, but just like, you know, like just, I got a lot of shit going on and I'm planning a lot of shit. So uh, all that stuff is going to like go up once I have like a definite answer. Um, right now I'm just waiting on the vinyl to come in and, um, which I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping, I, I just messaged the plant and they said that they were supposed to have it like within two weeks, like they were supposed to be sh- shipped out. But I know because of like COVID, a lot of like record pressing plants. I don't know if you're experiencing it too. Cause I know. Oh my God. Yeah, your- dude, dude, it's pushed all the way to January, man. Like I put in the order in fucking September, oh, you know? Really? Yeah. Like Jesus. Wait, you placed your order in January? No, no, no. I placed it in September, like the beginning of September. Oh, oh. And oh, my God. Wow. It's freaking in January now. Like, that's crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I submitted mine, like, in, in fucking August, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm, I submitted it, like, the day after. So you're um, feeling it, too, sold. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh,. So yeah, I'm. I think I might actually have some runover copies of the vinyl um, when they come in. So I think like once all the orders get shipped out and everything, and it might not be until January, but I'm gonna put like the runoff copies like up, like on Bandcamp and everything. Because I know a lot of people were asking me to like do like a reissue and stuff, and like I just don't think I'm able to like do that like anytime soon. Like I'm hoping that. Uh, maybe if if I'm lucky, if a label wants to uh, either pick up I Will Destroy You or wants to sign me for like a release or something um, and a company would want to help me out like doing it, like that would be super fucking awesome. But I think as far as, and mainly just because of like dealing with like shipping and everything, like I'm going to have to like package like all these orders myself and, and whatnot. And like, I know that's going to be like pretty brutal. So um but yeah, other than that, like yeah, maybe I might do like a couple T-shirts and stuff like a little bit later. But you know, yeah, uh, you should see if, if they'll like print up uh, more like another color or whatever, another like variant or whatever. Whenever they actually get the printing, I'm sure, I'm sure they could do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I guess it's I a love- money issue or whatever, though, right? Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's like money, um, money issues, and just like like managing managing like my own inventory and everything and like shipping it out like i definitely was not as experienced in shipping 
stuff as I was like back in July as I am now. Like I'm definitely a lot more prepared for it, but it also is just like a lot of time and like a lot of like prep and everything, you know, and just like it's definitely going to be like a week long thing, like just packing up like all of these orders definitely. and making sure they get sent out and then making sure they don't get like fucked up in the mail and everything. Like that's like a whole <laughs> other world of stress because. I would I would like feel so guilty if like they got damaged because like I really don't fucking know like when like this shit's gonna fucking you know again if I'm gonna like make another vinyl pressing or anything I'd love if like somebody could help me out and like do like a cool like splatter kind of variant and stuff like something kind of cool like a fucking like highlighter green and like black splatter or something would be pretty tight or, like a glow in the dark kind of deal would be sick you heard him guys <laughs> hit him up Help him with yeah, yeah. Out. If there's any uh, labels watching, um, I would I would love to work. If there's any labels that want to work with me, you know, that'd be that'd be cool. I'd I'd super I'd love that. <laughs> I'd be super happy about it. So I think uh, I'm gonna go ahead and move over to the outro. Unless you had something else you wanted to say. No, I got nothing. Alrighty. Well, be sure to check out "I Will Destroy You" myself and everything I ever loved. Uh, you're on Spotify, all the streaming websites, Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, any other plugs I'm missing? Um, just uh, on uh, uh, just like on Instagram too. Like I've got like two accounts. Like there's like a Zombie Shark Thirty Eight is uh, my Insta for Zombie Shark, and then uh, Curly Art underscore. Uh, just one word, all lowercase. That's like my art page and stuff. So uh, if you want to like follow um, the art page, like that's cool. What's um, the Facebook oh, for the art page? Oh yeah, Facebook for the art page. Yeah, uh, Curly Art Illustration and Design. Um, also, just want a quick shout out: uh, Viscera, uh, Blind Equation, Hallucinogenic Bold, Codex Orzhova, uh, Corvid K9, um, I Killed Techno, um, Mikau. Uh, Cemetery Bastard, uh, Thought Crime, uh, and Glass Spitter. And yeah, just want to make sure all the homies are, are plugged the fuck up. <laughs> Ascend Like Wolves, Sleep Sculptor, um, Sound That Ends Creation, too. Uh, don't sleep on them, they're really great. <laughs> As for me. Homies. As for me, drop my channel a follow so you always know when I go live. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube, folks, if you like this, please drop a like. Uh, Please subscribe and tickle the notification bell. Uh, my uh, Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation. My Christmas EP, Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal, is out now. Get a free download. Maybe buy some merch on my Bandcamp at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My next guest is... designed by me. Oh, it is. It is. 100%. I should have gotten a picture even, ready, but I don't have I don't have the picture ready. Even more reason to support <laughs> Sound That Ends Creation. Sound That Ends Creation. My next guest is Cameron McBride of Methwitch. Join us this Sunday, Yo. 7 p.m. Central, right here at twitch.tv slash the cast creation for the live cast. Thanks for being here, Corey. Hope you had some fun. Thank you for having me. This was great, dude. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Welcome back anytime. And thank you for watching and listening.